0: Reporting. partner. So last week, we started discussing the position of the Rama in relation to this topic of working and learning and in the institution of parallel. So we discussed last week, we started last week by sort of going seriatim through various different halafas in the mission of Torah, where the Rama seems to make it very clear. Uh, That's no doubt about it. What his position is strongly held in relation to in relation to the notion uh, that somebody who's Ham should not be taking his living from from others, but rather should be working. And we said that however, and the Ram repeated it, whether it was in Hilastamata or in Hilasman Again and again the Ram reiterated iterated and reiterated. The notion that the person is meant to be farness himself as whatever he can do, and that's it. But he shouldn't be taken from Sdaka. whoever thinks otherwise, whoever thinks that you know what, they're gonna learn Torah all day, and they're gonna be the farness themselves from Shdakah, are really be be and really gonna cause lots of bad in the world. Because it's user to have Hannah. From Torah in this world. Again and again, this seems to be the position of the Rama. And not this is not a diok in the Rambam. Again and again in Torah, as we said, he iterated again, he gave examples. He, get, he said the same thing in Nesani, and that the goodam had various different professions, they were they were they Maya They had all sorts of various employments, including being wood shoppers beam carriers uh, water carriers they would make iron they would make uh, coal all sorts of professions and they did all this so as not to take from sadaqa and this again is not a Rama. this is black letter this is clear there is no doubt about what his position is in relation to these elements. and the first formulation where he gave you this information was in the where the mission tells us they shouldn't have a pair at the card the Rambam set, opened up. If you recall, we, 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 uh, we opened up with the introduction of the Rambam and the introduction to his very long on this topic. He opened up by saying, I really shouldn't talk about it. it's really a waste of time. No one's going to change their mind as a result of this. No, one's going to listen so i really shouldn't waste my time with talking about it. the raman himself has written before he writes it again in the book and there's certain things it's not worth it to discuss it's not going to have any impact just to waste your words even if what you're saying is 100 percent legitimate but it's not going to have any impact when it's and yet here he seems to suggest that he can't stop himself he's still going to talk about it and he's still going to tell you a strongly held opinion he's writing this as we said he's writing this at a very uh, at the very youngest Age, right? He's writing this before he finished the Persian Mishnah, which he finishes in his early 20s. He's a young man traveling, you know, running away effectively from Spain on the way to Israel. And he writes this long dissertation on this point and making again the same arguments that there's no right for the to find himself in the and to think that the Gdele, the Tanoim and the Amarayim, who were so incredibly poor were incredibly poor because of the fact that the people of their time wouldn't give them money and wouldn't even harness them. It's being mighty laws on the Rishainim. You're saying that in the older generations, they wouldn't take care of the They wouldn't take care of the it. and Namiram? Impossible. It's impossible to suggest such a thing. Of course, had Hillel, had ben Daisa, had these various different folks been willing to take anything, of course, they would have been the finest they would have given them everything and anything they would have wanted, but they didn't want they wanted to live a hand-to-mouth existence, they wanted to be reliant solely on their efforts and not to be dependent on anyone else
1: so therefore
0: says the Ramah, we should take a lesson take heed from them take heed from them and understand that the lesson that they writ large for us by definition, means to do whatever it is that we can't sustain ourselves. That doesn't necessarily mean that one becomes wealthy at all. I mean, one is absolutely hand to mouth, like as poor as Hillel, who would get a tarpic every day. You know, for you know a few a few cents, he would use to, to support his family to get into the into the yeshiva, into the admissions officers to be able to get in. That's it, and 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 nothing more. So, so there's two points to mention on this. One is that the Rama himself doesn't tell you here about his own personal circumstances. We know that the Rama himself became a doctor, and later in life, he was seemingly perhaps the doctor or the head of the um uh, of the um uh, of the government there it may have been saladin um it seems that he may have been even given an offer because he lived during the time of the crusade maybe richard the lionhearted gave him a uh, a job offer and he declined so he certainly worked as a doctor and so there are those who want to say oh the I a great riot it's actually not it's a little bit of a what they call uh a fig leaf or, or a false flag. It's not really a good ride. The Rama, yes, he did work. And in a very famous letter when he's writing to the Fakum of Provence to explain why he hasn't responded to their letter in, I think, over a year or two years, you know, since they wrote him a letter asking him a few questions on Torah, he writes that, I'm so busy. I'm busy all day. Basically, I wake up in the morning and I go to the Sultan's palace I have to listen to all the officers. And then I have to go visit in the harem and go check out all the maladies of all the women. And after I answered all the questions and given all the prescriptions and all the diets and all the medicines and everything I have to do. So basically the day is over. And I get back on my donkey. It's like a half a, it's like a Tchum Shabbos. I forget what he says. Two Tchum Shabbos. Two Tchum Shabbos. But he has to ride. That seems like almost a half an hour, maybe 45 minutes to ride back and 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 then he rides home and this is i like, get home it's already dark he's like i know all these people waiting outside for me i beg them please let me just you know eat something because i haven't anything all day so he goes to his room he eats a little bit something and then he's basically lying down answering the questions from various people who are there who are waiting for him and then and then um, when that's over his day is, is complete it's basically night he's so tired he can't even get up and that's his day and if you if you think that that is a legitimate um approximation of his day of his life it would have been no time to write there would have been no time to write to the no to to parish Mishnah. none of that obviously would have been possible. instead yeah yeah
1: Forever.
0: Yeah. Oh, I don't know how that works. Right. So, Correct. In, so um, it's a different time in life.
1: Huh. Oh, so that's yeah. what we're getting.
0: To. Right. So the Ram had a brother named David, David, Dawid, and he was a merchant, a very successful merchant at that. In the end, he died. He died, um, I think, pretty young. I don't exactly know the age, but he died relatively young. The Ram was very sad about it. Um and that seems to have forced him to go to work. So to be a hundred percent clear, the Ramam was supported throughout much of his life by a brother, who instead of learning was running around. I think he had ships. The Ram says he had ships to India. He was engaged in world commerce and travel in those days, right? And and one of the expeditions or whatever he, he, he was a the boat sank or he was killed, I'm not exactly sure, but somehow he was lost. And that then forces the Raman to go to work, not only support himself, but also to support his brother's family. So but um that that, correct. About, so,
1: yourself,
0: Exactly. Exactly. So so this is the key thing to, to remember is that we have the Rama's programmatic statement at the young age in his 20s, but he hasn't perished mission. And then by the age of 40, he's already written the mission, terror, right? It's mind boggling, but but he spent 10 years. He says, I didn't sleep at night, full cool days and nights, writing the mission, terror. and you know, he says, the work that I put in, does scholars of the province, how much work it took. And to imagine, without a computer, without a filing system, without a typewriter, without a, anything, that's fire. Without, yeah. safariya, without a concordatio, without anything like that, the Rambam is able to be kula with the aid of no technology. The The sheer genius, the organizational brilliance is so beyond that there's nothing for us to talk about here. So that he does the first half of his life. Right? He dies at 65 or something like that and and the first part of his life he is clearly supported and it's that latter part of his life we find now, how could he take support? Right? If he just said that he shouldn't be taking support. Right? He just said that you're not supposed to be taking any support from anybody. Right? He says anybody's living off of tzedakah is not not okay. Even if I was that shem, this is not the way it was. Hold on one second. Then you just did the same thing yourself. The answer: No, he didn't do the same thing himself. He never was going and knocking on anybody's door. He never asked anybody for anything. He made a deal with his brother. He's going to learn. His brother's going to go work. This is brought down in Halakha. You want to make a deal with somebody that you're going to study and he's going to work and together you're going to share in the Fantastic. There's nothing preventing that deal from being made. That's not stock up. That's a business arrangement. You made an arrangement. Anybody can make arrangements, arrangement. You make all types of arrangements. Halakha uh, is able to uphold almost all types of arrangements. So this was just an arrangement. He had an arrangement with his brother. That was not in any way a challenge. To this. So if any scholar has an arrangement with somebody who wants to finish him in this world, he's gonna finish him in the next world. Fantastic. This is sort of part one. As, as as Nathan just mentioned, the Raman writes that the schedule that a person is supposed to have every day, the ideal schedule was very different than it is today. In those days, a person could work for a few hours a day and even finance himself. He didn't have to work all day long in order to be able to get by. Again, I remember meeting somebody years ago when I was first going out to work and very learned person, very wealthy person. So I said, what do you do all day? He says, I, I manage my investments and I learned, I don't remember if it was in that order or not, but, but I remember being very like, wow, this is a very modern day esque. but I hadn't realized at that stage of my life, but I realized today there's a difference between working capital right and capital right when somebody doesn't have capital they have to work in order to get the capital it's their efforts at their hands their men their minds their feet whatever it is that they do that's going to be able to earn them the capital it's much harder when you're working with your hands or your feet or your mind to be able to um, to do it for 3 hours a day and have sufficient prana when somebody already has amassed capital, so then you can spend much less time because you're leveraging the work of others, head, the work of others, and the, the work of others' feet. You're using your cap on allocating it to let other people do the work. So then you can spend all day learning. I didn't explain that little bit of the trick that you know at that age of his life he had you know reached that kind of I didn't understand it then the way I do now. But getting back to the Raman, the Raman holds sure that There's absolutely no mitzvah to be wealthy, doesn't appear at all. This is not like uh, what's the name of the theology that's like popular nowadays. Uh, the guy who's a, a pastor, he get, got into some issues with this uh, prosperity theology, I think it's called. All right? The idea that there's no is there an, an ocean of terror that we're supposed to be on our like and a light onto the nations? Sure. But there's no place where there's a mitzvah. You will find in, in the Torah that we're going to be wealthy. Does the Torah guarantee prosperity for various things? Sure. But in terms of the basic idea of why one is supposed to work, it's to even finance yourself to get by. The Ramah was not saying that there's a mitzvah to be like Rav Tarfan, that there's a mitzvah to be like Rav Elizabeth There's not a mitzvah to be like to be like a Working is after he inherited the money. could be keep after he inherited. But there's no mitzvah like that whatsoever, period. The only mitzvah is to support oneself. Again, if one is able to make a business arrangement with somebody, fantastic. But there's no, nowhere in the Rambam where there's an idea that one is supposed to be living a very wealthy life. Zero. So you live hand to mouth, support yourself. You don't have to ask anybody for any stuff. I think the question on the Rambam is.
1: Hmm?
0: So line. What do you mean? Like, can Yeah.
1: Yeah, I
0: don't know if misses require wealth. They certainly require they Maybe certainly are require some something. Money. Some some yeah. So we're not we don't mean um what, the, what the, all the Ramadan is saying is, which, which I think is a question, well, what we can ask on the Ramadan, what doesn't seem to be so obvious is okay, so there's no mitzvah to take any money from anybody else. There's no, it's only if perhaps they're not there to take money from somebody else. Great. So why not? Why wasn't it in those days that people didn't want to partner up with Hill? Wouldn't there be presumably people who say to Hill, "Hey Hill, I want to be your partner." The same whether "I'm at a partner, why not Hill have a partner?" And say, "Look, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know, finance so you you give me a model. I'm sorry.
1: Perhaps.
0: That's what my father always says about the Samshayf. You know, I always because the Overland always pointing to Samshayf and all the, you know, the the that family, is very big you know, impact or impression on, on every life, you know, when he lived in the early eighteen, early, 1800s. And that's well, why I say, like, you, you, everybody today has it wrong. Like, civic world, like, what's the Sanchef? Sanchef was not a bad It's like, it's like the idea that you go to Sanchef and say, to him, what should I do? My children want to go this issue and that. Right. Ask me a question about your chicken, ask me a question about the broken contract, that's it. Was well, like there was no there was no like his cautious sound saver. He never held a tish in his life. He wasn't doing febrangens. This was not how it worked. So like the idea that somehow the pressure that people have in hindsight that like, recreating what history was like is is beyond. Yeah? No. So, I, 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 think, I think there's two ways that we can answer the question. One is who said Hillel wanted to give his own to somebody else? Like, why are we assuming this is a normal thing? That's because the Ramah was willing to do it, who said other people want to do it? They want to keep their own for themselves. Why make that assumption? I think that's number one the answer to answer for the Ramah. The second answer is the Jewish community, while well, it certainly had some incredibly wealthy people, as we have seen when we went through all the lists of various phenomena in who worked, some were incredibly, incredibly wealthy. But to think that by and large people were anywhere near as wealthy as they are today—it's it, just a total misapprehension. The world was a much poorer world than it is today. It was a harder life than it is today. So the idea that the, uh, on the average, what a regular person could live, is nothing compared to um, what an average person is like today. An average person today would be like the wealthiest person then. So, so like, and I, I say that a little bit you know uh tongue-in-cheek like i mean at the end of the day we all know the the, and the lachan about how, you know how many sacrifices Shlomo offered and maybe he was an exceedingly wealthy person but but if you think about the times that i'm around the middle ages even the wealthiest of people it just simply is not in the same category as the kind of comforts that people have today and remember food didn't last the way it does today nothing lasted in the same way so the idea that they could somehow even fairness people the way that today exists i'm not sure it existed so I think there's, on, on on this question of, okay, according to the RAM you're not supposed to take. Fine. But why weren't there more Yusufa's innovations? arrangements? Why is that something that's more common today than that? The answer, one, who said that and those are people who so willing to share their own lab. Two, and again, I'm not sure that anybody's ever done a study as to, like, is there more Yusufa's vulnerable arrangements today than it was 100 years ago or 200 years ago? I, I, I don't know. And then the second bit is, I don't know if the community is wealthy enough. Sure, maybe they were wealthy enough to give a little stock up, but wealthy (laughs) enough to support these people? I'm not sure. There's a few examples. So the the, the Rambam says over here, he says this here in the Persian Mission, they never want, you never find one Ga'on from the uh, Gaonites in, in Babylon, you're never gonna find ever collecting stuff. From. It's not entirely like accurate to be frank, right? You do find at the end of the, the, the times of the Gainam that they are, that they're frantic. And they're in fact fighting with the Rambam tooth and nail over power, right? Because the Rambam's first force of personality, right? Destroys the Gainam. It's the Rambam's existence that really, demolished at the end of the guy that and of course the eruption of terror in france and germany um you know that, that those are the death knells for the for the guy in, in in babylonia but you find at the end they're certainly trying to you know increase their standing trying to get money for the yeshivas but he says you're not going to find it in the beginning you certainly don't see it anywhere in the market you never find an example like that somebody's going collecting but you know, Never, and there's not one case like that. All shots, you won't find any measures like that. Such an example. That's his major, his fundamental point. Sure, at the end of the, at the end of the the times of the Gainim, it was a bit different. It was much more shaky, but certainly the thousand years of his existence, you don't find these kind of examples in the Gemara. You don't find it in the Megillah. You don't find it in the in whatever records we have. Um, and so that is the strength of his argument. That sure, people gave money to the yeshiva. It's not like the yeshiva didn't. It wasn't that the shiva didn't need money. Of course they needed money. How did they get money? People went and gave it. That's not the same as having a bow stuck going out to collector. If somebody wants to go, like my, the puzzle of Pashos Chuma, right? And what happened? The puzzle tells us later on, back the food day, that they had to go out and, and, and put a call out to the whole machne. What did they say? They said they shouldn't bring any more. Why shouldn't they more? But he said because it was too much stuff. What do you mean? How is it too much stuff? Because they never went out and said, here's a list of things. They said, call Isha whoever wants to be a shared then a levi. Whoever has heart is moved enough that they wanted to donate. And so what happened? People were very moved. Everyone wanted to bring. To give. Everybody wanted to give. They ended up having too much. Right? So the, the the, point being that that. That's how it presumably worked in those days. It wasn't that the she was didn't need money. Presumably they needed. I don't know what they needed, but they needed something. And whatever was given was given willingly. It was not given by running around. That is the assumption, at least the way the Rambam is is putting it out. There was, by the way, to make it clear, there was some connection between the government and right and the it, right? There was some, there was definitely some conflation there. Was, there was perhaps some element of government support. I don't know. Not not entirely clear to me. But what is clear, and the Ramam is obviously right on this, is that there was no obvious collecting for Torah institutions at that time. Okay. So I was, we have to move on. I just want to um, finish up here what we didn't cover last time in the Parish of Mishnah. The Ramam said, all the various different examples of, of, of these various figures who work he brought up the mice uh, uh we discussed the mice the last time Remember of carfman who was established with shaltera. The the mark says in the darn when he was by the river and he was at danger of of uh being thrown into the river because the person thought he was robbing his field they put him in a sack and he was going to throw him into the river and he said "I." That Tarfen is gonna go out of this world this way, and the person was like, "Oh my gosh, he has a Rabbi Tarfen," so he let him go. And what he should have done, was he should have said, that I'm a wealthy man, and I can pay you. Don't worry about it. And not tell everybody, he not tell this gentleman that he was Tarfen. So as a result of that, the rest of his life he was upset with the fact that he was astonished because of They took money. I'm sorry that he took that he took some sort of. Uh, um, benefit from being. That was one story, the Ramaham rings and the second story of the Ramaham rings the Gemara and Bahabash, in the beginning, the Gemara says about the person, Yenisen ben Amram, who went to go uh, collect tzedakah, because there was a very big drought, there was a big famine, they didn't have enough food, and the Gemara says that he went to Rebbe, Ujda and the wouldn't allow any Amara to get any food. They said to him, does uh, the female like a kel of a He said, taste brought down that kel is macho behemoth. Right? So, saying, no, it's a behemoth. You grow. So, so he said, female like an animal, nothing special, like an animal. animal why just an animal? Because he didn't want to take anything, but he was a big, a big, problem. and Yabudanus was very upset about it until they told him, maybe with Janus your student. He's not an Ammar, he refuses to take anything on the count of his Torah. That's when Rebbe had asked him, Harisa, he said, no, Shanisa, no. He says, I don't know anything. I'm a total amar." So, so, so these are examples for the Rambam to show not only that people worked, but how much people were upset about taking any little thing from the benefit of terror terror is not meant to be a of The where you're not supposed to take any benefit from terror. That was, that is the position of the Rambam was something to turn. That was one that he iterated writing the Parish Mishnah. And what we're doing right now is just to finish up on, on the Rambam. So the Rambam says like that, that these two misings were Parfin and to shut the mouth of anybody disagrees with me on this point, that really somebody who is a common Paqam should not be Muffinus himself as a result of his Torah study, but rather should work to support himself. The But there are things that the Torah has permitted because one is a tam- because one is a Torah scholar, there are things that the Torah permitted. And what is that? So that was the Tom who gives money to somebody to invest. If he has some capital, he gives money to invest. Yes, our coolers go ahead. Then she give all the, all the profits to the Tom Huffman. Now There shouldn't be any big management fee or a big, um, a big, uh, sort of profit sharing agreement rather the Tom is giving you capital to invest. Give him the return, give him the full return. So that's something that is a benefit of being a comic book. that's not called slaka huh? that is simply giving in the profits of his investment without you taking off you know a big cut for yourself and then it continues then it says the the person who does something like that is um you know gets a big reward Another thing that Tom Talkham gets is that right? like we learned in Rajma Basra that Tom Talkham is a lot of Mabasha, allowed to sell his weirs first. In other words, it's not that he's having somebody else to sell his weirs for him. No, he's having a store. And he's gonna sell his weirs first. You know that the, the legendary stories about the diarrhea comes to last for maybe a couple times. But I remember seeing it in the May arm, you know, when I was learning in very Shiva. It was a guy I always wanted to go buy from him because of the fact that you know he was obviously a very special person. He was learning all the time. The fruit I remember the fruit would always be dusty, like you know I don't think it, I, don't, I don't know how often the produce would move off the shelf. But I remember you would go there, it was almost like you're buying him on shoulder. I buy this apple, okay, you know goes the safer for a second, and like weigh it, and charge you like two you up for the apple always making my business to go there because this is like a modern day example of seeing a guy, you were staring at his learning by buying something. But the ideal way was, right? How, the plan, how long was this grocery store open and rotten? An hour a day. I, like, he had to close it. Why did I have to close it? First of all, he kept it open just to make whatever he needed, right? Once it was made what he needed, close it. But more than that, if he kept it open, everybody would be buying from him all the time. What about the other grocery stores in town? Right, so you have to close the grocery store, everybody else make a living too so you, everybody goes to his store first but okay the, the shop bank is finished and then he goes to the next grocery store so again another benefit of being a thomas is it's not that you get anything from so you don't get anything from stock but there are certain things that the Gamar already made clear that uh, thomas hoffman is entitled to one is the idea that he could sell his words first um right this is uh this is the basic the parameters of our box we also mentioned some time ago that Mark says even though normally uh, we have issues of like sasig like even though maybe normally the Tom, uh, a regular person can't open up a store here because competition so some company can open up his store so he can buy he can sell his merchandise expert if he gives you capital he should be able to invest because i think management deal, profit sharing stuff This is Elah and Bukim Shakavalam. This is the way that it was the terror of the Mara Azal already made clear. This is what the term made clear that Tom is entitled to the same way that a fan and a lady get their various different mantanas that they get. There's no difference. Keep that in mind because that's obviously a fundamental thing. but then he says what this allows him to do is covered Um, the term noise, The last thing that Tom is entitled to is taking off from the taxes. Not every tax, there are different taxes that a tax would be responsible to, as we discussed, the difference between paying a tax of capital versus paying a tax of bodily labor. A was not required to go be part of a chain gang to go build a well or things of that sort, but a tax will be required to pay certain taxes, but a head tax is not required to pay. And this Thomas often being not required to pay a head tax is not a modern day invention. Again, it's already in the time of the says the Rama. These are the things that Thomas Occam is entitled to by a, by a virtue or as a result of being a Thomas of. But not that he should be going to get welfare from the from the people because he's Thomas Offam. That not. So so Yifu call the, the people who have to pay the taxes for him. Remember. We, put, we talked about this and the Night when we discussed Dina the Dina. And this is a fundamental point: is that Dina the Makhuta, right, always explains what the Dina is among us, qua us. It's among the Jewish people. It's not Dina the Makhuta Dina, what we tell the government. The government says, pay us $100 of taxes. You can't say to the government, well, this time we'll of he's not required. Right? No, you still have to pay the government $100 of taxes. It's within the Jewish people. Now we have to divide out what the taxes is who's responsible for. If the government's gonna get paid where it's gonna get paid. Right? So the Ramam explains that the is very wealthy. He still doesn't have to pay the tax. I'm sorry, not the rebush, the um we might the person who had uh, very wealthy man, he had a lot of lands, gardens, orchards, etc. He was required to pay some big tax. So, Alma um, mm-hmm. um, he should be protected from this tax. Why? Because it's a big time of <laughs> <laughs> Says the Rama that the Rima Gash, right? his father's Rebbe, Said, it doesn't make a difference that this kamakakam is very wealthy. He does not have to pay the tax. He does not have to pay the tax. Why not? Because of the fact that he's kamakakam. Ah, I. He's wealthy. He can afford this But me not. He's pother because he's Yes, yeah, so you're, you're discussing the Gemara Basra, right? So we, yeah. we 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 discussed this Gemara Basra and 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 uh, this is one of the riots that people use that uh, if we went, we went on a tangent to discuss going to the army, because it becomes one of the big sources of the idea that the is says Masham or somebody, um, and that was the reason why why the mother there makes the distinction between having uh, people come and build a wall for protection versus going out to get water. What's the difference? Everybody needs to drink, everyone needs to eat. Right, but Tom Sutton doesn't have to go to the Oakland, doesn't have to go in the, in the in, in the chain gang to go out and actually dig, you know, the ditches to be able to get the water, but he has to pay. Right, because he also needs to drink. So what about when it comes to shmir for the city wall? He doesn't need a shmir, the terror is mashamana. This becomes as we said, and discuss then that tangent about whether or not that was meant in a literal way or not. That's not, uh, we won't revisit it right now, but suffice to say that it wasn't so simple that it is meant to be understood literally, although it is quoted today in a literal way. <laughs> Right, so, so at that time we discussed the shuva and the rush. The rush writes very interesting shuva, The the rush writes that the, the notion of which is the person who will become puter from the tax, the person who will be entitled to sell his rules first, the person who will be entitled to be able to give it investment capital and not get management fees or profit sharing. Teruson says the rush. An unbelievable line says the rush. It only applies to those that whenever they have a spare moment, they're learning. Meaning, if a person is learning, five hours a day, 10 hours, day, whatever it may be, great, wonderful, you us that There's a photograph of memory, dancing in the bed, great. But he spends an hour a day relaxing, chilling, you call whatever you want. Even if the rest of the day he's learning, that's not taratunamnuf. If you're not spending every moment of spare time learning, that's not taratunamnuf. That's number mm-hmm. one. Number two said the Raj, was if a person is learning the whole time that he has spare, but he works for hours a day. He's working to support his family. If they drive, he's working. Such a person is taratunamnuf. Right, so you don't have to learn the whole day. You only learning five hours a day, but you're learning whatever the spare time you have, but the rest of the time you're not chilling, you're working just to support your family. That's still called parousal. And then the third category, which is the most interesting, says the rush. If you're working beyond, if kind of stuff, you're working beyond the basics of just supporting your family, then you're not terrestrial enough. If you're working only an hour a day, doesn't make a difference. When i not talking about hours, this is not the point. Let's say you're working an hour a day, but you're already an incredibly wealthy person. You don't actually need to work. So by definition, you're not terrestrial enough. Even if their time is very short of the work, it doesn't make a difference. You don't actually need to work. You are working. You're not working to get by. You're working to enhance your family's wealth, which is already wealthy. Not to rush and So, those are the categories that the rush lays out as to who gets these entitlements in the street. It doesn't sound like the round would necessarily agree, but I always find it very fascinating because it's not a question of hours, the question of getting by, the question of time. That's the definition of rush and Not our person working many hours a day just to basically get by, and he could learn only for a few, and he could still be considered rush and amnesty, rather than somebody who can be learning all day long, but he has a, a you know, he chills. Or he's already wealthy, not to okay. Okay, so no, it's not good. spirit time. That's not spirit time. We that's not good. spirit time in America. That's a story, I don't know that the complimentary story, but so I'm a little bit. Uh, I'll tell you the story. I was in a, I was in, um. In a shul in Florida Park some years ago, and uh, I remember an English book there it was about Rabbin and mm-hmm. I'm reading the book. That was a very interesting book. Among the things that I found very interesting is they asked Caniaski, who is a bigger master, your husband or your father? My father, my father. But she said, My father. My father's a big investment. He doesn't know the names of any of his grandma. My husband knows the names of his grandma. And again, I'm not sure that this is necessarily something that runs supposed to like, you know, the cut line. Not everything that is spoken, right? Not everything is meant to be not everything that's is thought is meant to be spoken. Not everything that's spoken is meant to be written. Not everything that's written that is meant to be published. Not everything that's published is meant to be read. I'm not sure this is the kind of stuff that's meant to be other, but this is in the book. I I know from hearing it from the children, of, from the grandchildren, of Rachel Feinstein that they all spent time with the day there to know their name. They call them on their birthdays. I don't know. I I, I know. I don't know that. It's a pure thing to, uh, to, to, you know, anachronistically look at what life was like then to today. But it seems to me that making the phone call to your grandchildren wish them a happy birthday is not called chilling. Sayola so, says know, a mitzvah there, you're showing your grandchildren that you care about them, despite the fact that you're an important personage. the whole world is not relying on you and you worrying about your grandchild. You say, you call up on the grandchild's birthday, wish them a happy birthday. Is that one-time Happy birthday. All right, let's move on. Um, we have limited time left, we, 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 so what we're going to do now is go to the famous ram that everybody uses as a challenge, and explain why perhaps not such a challenge. And then what we'll do next week. We'll start talking about the various different opinions and how they dealt with the ram. So what's the what's the what's the ram that everyone uses to say that maybe he changed his mind, maybe he said something differently, maybe we felt Differently, the, the famous Ram in the end of Shemitah, Yev, the Ram says like this. It says the Rambam is discussing here after discussing all the various different laws of uh, of, uh, of Shemitah. and Yevol. The ram says, Who is the Why wasn't it that Shavit Levi did not receive anachla like everybody else? Hashem will was in the public but they don't get a portion of the land of Israel. We know that they have, or our mikvah. Right, they have their little places over there, but they don't have. There's no shevet uh, of Levi Nachla in the land of Israel. They don't get. It. Why not? Says the Rambam, Because their job was to be the priests. They were separated out to answer all the questions from the Jewish people. Therefore, they were separated out from the normative ways of the war. They don't go out to wage war, right, like the rest of the Jewish people. They don't wage war. They don't go out in a normative way like the rest of the Jewish people to be able to um, uh, keep the country safe that's not their part. In the same way um, that they are not going out to do any of the normative jobs or the normative uh, requirements of, of, of running a normal country, because of that, because that was taken away from them, therefore, and they have to be um, ready to answer all the questions with your people. They have to be there to be the spiritual guides There's your people. They have to be there to be doing the Abuja They have to be there to. Do all the other stuff that's required on the spiritual life of the Jewish people, and they're not there to do anything to the physical life of the Jewish people. So because of that, Hashem uh, gave them the chilek, um, Hashem gives them the of uh, of um, of himself, whatever that means.
1: Definition.
0: I am their chalic. Their chalik is the Lord. The chalik is not the land. So again, the Rahmam opens up this halakha by saying, why didn't they get the in and yisrael They didn't get the chalik in Eretz yisrael because they were specifically set apart to worship They're specifically set aside to help the Jewish people in their worship of to answer all their questions and the like. So as a result of that, they're not tasked with the physical survival of the Jewish people, it passes the spiritual survival of the Jewish people. So Hashem becomes their caliph and they don't get a land caliph. They don't get a physical caliph. Shem is their spiritual caliph, the same way they're giving the spiritual advice to the Jewish people. That's the that's the thief. And then the Raman is a famous line Not just sheva Levi, it's any person from the world, say, that his heart moves them the same language that we see in Pashra's Truma. Um, somebody really is desirous to know. Anybody wants to know really God in such a deep way? Like him, he is going to go in a straight way. He takes away from dealing with all of the mundane and inane. Day to day that everybody else has to deal with. that most people are are are, are dealing with on the day to day problems. How is These people are become holy of holies Hashem forever and ever. and Hashem will um, give for them in this world. Dover Hamaspic life, something that is sufficient for them, the same way that he gave to the Kaiman. The question is on this Rama and the already asked, how is it that we can look over here and this Rama it seems to suggest that Sheva Levi is not alone in their proclamation or apprehension. Of this kind of a spiritual life, it's been called by anybody in the whole world, right? Remember, Shavuot Levi is not a challenge. Maybe we should start out backwards then. Shaiva Levi is not a challenge to the idea of being a Talmud and not taking from the public. You might say Shaiva Levi is a challenge, right? Because Shaiva Levi is taking. No, Shaiva Levi is not taking. They're not going out to ask for Saka. Huh? You have to give maaser. The Torah has created this system, right? The Torah has created this system, that sheva levi, they're entitled to trumats and mitzvahs, they're entitled to certain various things, and that is incumbent upon you as a person to go do it. You have a certain tereshanah, so you can pick which kind, of cetera, you want to give to stuff to, that's fine. But they are entitled to various things as a matter of law. That's what the rabbin said was copied and pasted for the tamar ha the same way the Sheva Levy was entitled to certain things, so also Tom McCauley was entitled to certain things. What is Tom McCauley was entitled to? That was where it was first, to be able to invest without getting paid, without getting charged big management fees, to be able to be avoiding certain taxes. These were the things like a Kain and a Levy. Tom McCauley was entitled to the same kinds of things, like a Kain or a Levy, but not in the same way. There's no true Mr. Masters for uh, Tom McCauley. There's different rules for Tama but in the same way the Torah prepared for the Levi and the Kain certain Mat- matanot, the Torah prepared for the Tama certain things that they get off, certain benefits that they get. Right, that is what the Rambam said in Mishnah. It's like a Kain and a Levi, right? And then those, he enumerated those various things that they get off, they get benefits of, of being a Tama But we should not view it as a Kain or a Levi was getting Daka. They were going out and collecting. They were not. They were getting whatever was being given to them, which was a requirement upon the people to give them. The same way it's a requirement upon the Jewish people to support them. But not support them in the sense of giving them saga. support them in the sense of giving them off on their business, you know, letting them sell the words first, not having problems of licensing, giving them off on their taxes, not giving them management, all, all the various different things. That's what comes up again. Says the says the rabbi, but it's not for But notice that he used the word here He doesn't he discuss the word Tamaqam at all. Instead, what he says over here is, whoever in the whole world has his heart moved in order to stand before our to serve him, to know him. Mention anything here about learning Torah? Not Now word. But anybody says in the whole world who heart is moved that he wants to be dedicated to Hashem and he wants to get rid of all the mundane and the name that everybody else is dealing with all the time. Such a person becomes especially especially uh, uh, holy. And Hashem, becomes this person's Hashem becomes this person's portion. La only alum and such a person, the yizka loy, such a person will be zaikah to illam hazai And this world, zavar hamastiq loi, whatever will be sufficient to be able to sustain him. Just the same way that it was the zaika for a kahanim and lakh. That's the Ram. This Ram has been taken. By the by the uh, firm world, by many in the firm world, to me, that the Ramam is sort of reneging on his other views. That really any Tamar Khakham is like Shavit Levi, and he can learn and be supported like Lovim and the Kahana. This was already noticed by the Rajbaz, one of the commentaries here on the Ramam. And he asked, I don't understand. The Ramam, the parish of Mishnah is very clear. And right, we could ask that the not Ramama the that we saw and the Ramama that we saw, all the other Ramas said, you not allowed to take the chakra. So is what he's saying over here that you can take the That's the question of the Radva. The answer to me is simply no. That's a misreading of the Rama. Look at the Rama carefully. The Ramama says, it says, I'm quoting here the Radbaz. the Radbaz writes the exact bit I was very careful in reading his words carefully. That he should be Zaycha. He should be Zaycha to something in this world that will be able to sustain him. He doesn't say that anybody has to sustain him. He says a person is dedicating his life to the spiritual, someone is dedicating his life to the divine. Such a person will be Zaycha. Will be Zaycha to having a good enough and a sufficient enough existence in this world doesn't say that anybody has to support him. Because Hashem will take care of him. Again, the exact words of the Ravim was, Hashem mm-hmm. will be his for now, forever. And he will have a foot in this world to be able to attain something that's sufficient. And the same way Hashem has given for so the kahan is something sufficient but he's not saying that it's incumbent upon anybody to support it. that's already the position of the rabbi so HaKadis-Burkhu is, is going to be the one who's going to give him something that's going to be sufficient for him so, he's not supposed to be trying to get money from the congregation from the people that of course not because the Rambam already made it clear so many times that that's not the appropriate for Tom to act. So that's the answer number one as to why this Rambam is not changing anything that we've already seen. The second answer I'd like to suggest to you is that this is an ending Rambam. If you look at the Rambams for the mission right, the Rambam has 14 books. And really with the exception of Shubha, the Shuvah, Rambam ends and really, Hushu, the whole thing is, is in a sense I got it, and I don't think you have to end it that way. Really, except for Hushu, the sure, the Rambam ends each one of the books in a um, in a homiletic kind of a way. Right, the Rambam ends off these various different books in, in in a way that, um, not so halakhic. It's not it's not for now, but for another time, a wider conversation between raman's understanding of Halasa is not exactly the way we understand it. It was, it was wider it was broader it includes lots of muster lots of things in in his halakhic work in the Mishra torah that what you wouldn't see is necessarily like oh that's not really how awesome per se so but at the end of these books at the end of you know uh, the various different form that make up the yada the ram puts in what is very clearly very clearly um hortatory language. That seems to be the the way he ended off each book. This is the last hala in the book of of uh of uh, of, of that he's dealing with over there. In, in, in talking about the Shemitah and the Yagul, he's ending off with a Hamiladic with a hortatory like okay, person who wants to dedicate his life to Hashem and get rid of all the Mundane, inane things of this world, shabbai, gonna have a big It's not meant to be read into the word. That. That's my second approach. In other words, the first answer is the answer of the Radbah. The rabbi says you don't see anything here about the, about Tom Kacham going and taking money from anybody else. He doesn't say that at all. It's the Yizk'alai. Hashem is gonna give him something Second answer I'm giving you is that the end of a book, when Ramam ends the book, he uses this kind of bigger language. It's not meant to be learned into something as matter of practice in Allah. That's the second potential answer here. The third, the third potential answer here um, is in relation to um, the approach of the Marathias. Marathias was a wealthy person. He writes in the beginning of his Shubhiz. He writes in in honor of his father and in honor of his mother, who passed away, and he says he's very grateful to his father. Mm Because my father gave me great quantities of food. Shelter, money, whatever it was I needed, that shouldn't have to be having enough to do return. So his father wants to support him. What's wrong with his parents wanting to support the child in learning? Great. That's like he suffers as a The problem is only if the child expects it and the fathers or the parents don't want to do it or the illness don't want to do it. So There's not a problem if the parents want to do it and they have what to do. Great. The same way the could take his money from his brother David and use that to support himself, what's the problem? If your brother wants to do it that's the that's the agreement that's the partnership that they're having fantastic so so the Maratheist is thanking his father for letting him be able to focus on learning Torah to supported him the parents are wealthy enough to support him and they did so he spent his life learning great nothing wrong with that does the uh does the Mar- in in and the one of the books that he writes was hers to him. And, uh, he got a letter from some Safer with, with, uh, annotation, with comments about the Safer. And not all of them he agreed with. And Martius was writing him back a letter to Tom Safer, writing him back, you know, thank you for writing me the letter. And, you know, here are my thoughts about what you wrote me. One of the things that Tom Safer writes, it's been very interesting. The Talmud writes the following: "Because Hivda Kadosh broke the Shevet Levi, and Him for Hashem separated out the Shevet Levi, and Him to lend Parnasas from the Rebbes of Avoda, Hashem made sure that they had a very sufficient Parnasah without having to do any major work. The Rebbes of Avoda Chavrusa, as we made sure that they would have a good Parnasah. Because they had such a great Parnasah." Hashem gave them the oil of Hirah, the, the the requirement that they should be answering questions to the Jewish people. So again, what the Lana of for is, is his is both with Levi Hashem. Um, separated separate out the Shevet Levi. And he made sure that they had a tremendous parnassa without having to do any work, right? because they get all the and marriages and status. they don't have to do any work to get a parnassa. And because of that, because they have a parnassa without having to work, therefore Hashem was giving them the yoke of answering all the Jewish people's questions. But the Mar-a-tis writes that you have it backwards. He writes, it's not that Hashem gave them the parnasa, And since he gave them the parnasa without any effort, so therefore they have the ability to answer the Jewish people's questions. No.
1: So that wasn't the way it worked.
0: The way it was reversed. Hashem first made them be the, the people to answer the Jewish people's questions, right? They were the people who were going to do that to make and because of the fact that they had no time to work, Hashem requires them to get too much of action, et cetera, to be able to support them. Right? It's not that they were first, you know, the, the plan of action wasn't like, okay, let's give them all this tremendous wealth and, and livelihood without having to do anything. Oh, and they have time. They can learn. They can learn. They can answer questions. And they're, no, they're they were first separated out to do the work. In the base I make and in the Mishkah, and there was, they to answer all the questions of the Jewish people. And as a result of that, since they would not be able to otherwise do that if they did not have a living, therefore Hashem gave them a very different Because they were dedicated to Hashem, they would not be able to get a Nakhilam, therefore they had to get the present. It's a very different way of looking at it. But in, in the course of writing this response to Exodus of he writes. I'm not sure. that the son I Like it, it doesn't. Like I, in any event, it's not. That's what he seems to have written him in a letter. But in, in the course of writing him back, he writes like this. Says the Maran. It's a, a footnote. The The work that The do for The Jewish people. The 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 eighth actually she is kalembail ma za masik, carry us to the cabal prat of our sevala I don't understand how how could it be that the the Rabam is writing at the end of Shemitah be able, that they're gonna be uh something that's gonna be as a, a sufficient parnasa that's gonna be you know able to sustain them, and then at the same time write that it's as qabul prat, that's us to take charity. Which one is it? The same section that we saw on the Rad does the Martias, you have to say what the Rabbah means. the All he says is the means that the means Hashem is going to be sustaining the person when he's going to do the work. He's going to go out and do the work in a similar way that we saw in the Radvazz. The idea, not that he's going to be throwing himself on the seaboard. But the Rabbat seems to suggest that Hashem is going to sort of take care of him. Here, the case is saying, Hashem is going to take care of him in a, a miraculous way. He's going to take care of himself. Hashem is going to help those who help themselves. He's going to support himself. And that's what it means. V'yizke. Again, the key word here is. He will be Zech Hashem, will make him be And this world is something that will be sufficient for him. That is perhaps the third answer, the third approach. And the final, the fourth answer, the fourth approach is that, and this is a favorite by academics, is that the Ramama said that the Lord Sheva Levi Bhopad, it's not the Sheva Levi, that's going to be, any person from the whole world. Oh, Mikol Boya That doesn't sound like just Jews. And it is clear that the Rambam has a wider conception than just simply being Jewish. For example, the Rambam writes in the end, um, in, the, in, the, in the in what he it, the Rambam writes in... I um, think we're a little over time, maybe we'll, we'll save this for next week, but I would just... Uh, Okay, fine, okay. good.